Welcome to If Life Were Perfect. We're Laura and Josh Meyer. Hey guys. So welcome to the show. We're super excited about doing the first episode. It's good to meet you guys. Uh, Josh and I have a law firm together in Newport Beach, California, and we're going to share with you a lot of the practices and principles that we share with our clients at the law firm that we started And then we're going to just hear your real life stories and see how we can help you. So today on the very first episode, we're going to be talking about how to make great decisions. And decision making is something that's going to happen through many stages of your life. You may be just starting out, maybe trying to get ahead, or maybe you're even starting over. One of the big things that we do at the firm is we do help people map out their next best step and make long-term decisions with the idea being that they're intentionally making the absolute best decisions for their career, their finances, and their family. There may be times where you're just starting out in your career and so you're not sure whether you should go to graduate school or what job you should have or you want to know, should I pay off my student loans? Or in the family setting, you're trying to get married or have kids. These are just questions you're just not sure what next steps to take or the best way to make those decisions. Several years ago, I had been a lawyer for a few years. I went to work at a major law firm, and it was one of those things where I felt like I had made it because I had gone to a top law school, and now I was working at a major law firm nationwide, and it looked really good on my parents' Christmas card, but I was miserable inside. And Josh, you had a, you know, you had the same deal at your firm. Yeah, no, I was working at a firm and I thought this is great. I was on track to become a partner and I was going to court and I was litigating and all was going to be wonderful. But in reality, I was miserable there. Yeah, it was miserable. I mean, you were working constantly. I was working constantly. I I was pregnant because we have four kids. So I was pregnant for like 10 years, it felt like. But, you know, it was just the long hours. I remember we'd fight over you. You wanted to stay and work on a case that you had to litigate. And I felt like, wait, I'm having to work and take care of the kids. And it was just, it was tough. So I remember I went to lunch with the managing partner at the time of my practice group. And there was a promotion up where it was this really great city that I could work for. I had already been a city attorney at the time. And so it was something I, I felt I was qualified for. And I remember when I went to ask him to, you know, have that position, if I could get it, he said, I thought you wanted to be part time. And that was pretty life changing because I I realized in that moment that if I stayed there, I would just keep getting the garbage work. I'd have to figure out little lies to be able to sneak off to just to pick my own kids up from school. I'm like, what is this, the gap? Like I get a 10 minute break. I went to school all these years and here I am a slave of the clock. I just realized that eventually that we were just going to morph into the partners we worked for. And that was not what we wanted. You had to make excuses to have time for your family. It's just the priorities were different than the priorities that we had for our life. It was the career first and then kind of everything else of it fits in as opposed to family first and then, you know, letting your career help grow that. Even for our clients there, it was a bummer because anytime they talk to us, they get a bill. Who wants to talk to you when you're constantly billing them? And it just wasn't, it just wasn't the right setup in any way. I'll never forget for your job, Josh, I remember I was having one of the kids and I was at the hospital in labor. And I still remember I was about to get an epidural and you were off looking for a fax machine. Because your work was literally calling you while I was having a baby. 
after that happened with my boss, this is a family show, so I'm not going to say what I was thinking about him. But I decided at that moment, I was going to go. I was going to leave. This was not the life for our family and for us. And I remember going to you and just saying, this is it. We need to start our own firm. We need to take control of our future. We need to figure out the kids' situation so they're getting raised by us and that we can be there and be the kind of parents that we set out to be. And we're not going to let anybody cap our future or cap our salary or cap our time. We decided to do what wasn't going to be easy, but what was going to be worth it in the long term for what we wanted. And that was the beginning of when we started the law firm. And that was back in what, 2010? Yeah, it's almost been 10 years already. Wow. I think we had to take ourselves out of the current circumstance that we had because kind of on paper, like you said, we kind of checked all the boxes as far as the traditional path that you would go yeah. through from going through law school and going to major law firms. That's kind of the path that they teach you. And that's great and well and good for some families and some people. But for us, what we wanted, we wanted to see, is this really the best circumstance that we want for our family? Is this the result? Well, yeah, because we I felt too, like, this is not who I'm meant to be. This is not my destiny. And if this is my destiny, I want to change it. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know it was hard for us because there was stability. There were set paychecks. It was familiar. It was the known path. And that was hard. That was hard to change our mindset. And it, I felt, though, it came more of like a breaking point of, we can't take this anymore. And I felt like we had to change. Yeah. And so, I mean, today we're talking about good decisions, right? And kind of the decision-making process that we had to go through and that we're able to now use with all of our clients. And so that was something that we had to do because you're at a crossroads, right? Okay. Do I continue on this path working at a major law firm, figuring out, okay, maybe this managing partner doesn't like me. What do I do? Yeah. Or uh, should I fight the system and try and change a whole culture? And so for us, you know, we had to make the decision. Do you continue on on the same path or is there a different path? And if there's a different path, where do we go? Because your background and training was all being a city attorney. Right. I know. And that was what was hard, I think, for me was being willing to start over and feeling like, wow, I put in all this time at this firm and in this area of law. I felt ahead of the game. And then to feel like you're behind the game and you're starting over. That was hard. I mean, I would say that affected my self-esteem, that affected our paycheck, so many things, but we had to do it because that was going to put me on the path I was meant to be on. And really, it was kind of getting out of what was comfortable or what was expected or easy and thinking about what we really wanted long-term for our family and being willing to take the risk and have the guts to go do it and make the change. We really had to evaluate what was most important. You know, what did we want our life to look like 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line as far as what our jobs did for our family? Because for us, we, were, we had young kids, and so they were by far our biggest priority. How do we have a job that facilitates the lifestyle so we can raise our kids in the way that we want and that we can love them and be supportive and be around them and give them all of the opportunities and not where it's the job dictating all of that. But we have a good life. Um, we have the life that we set out to have. You know, we're like everybody else, like a married couple. I mean, we fight. I'm usually in the right, but 
Why are you holding your breath? Because there's no right response after a, <laughs> the wife says she's right, right? Like You just nod and hold your breath. You know, all the mommies listening to this in the car right now are like, darn straight, she's right. They know it. I'm just going to hold my breath, nod and smile, and, you know, be the That's pretty fine. face. But I will say, we do have a good life. Even my next door neighbor came over last night, and she's like, you have the best life. Like, you've got the hot. She did say you're hot, by the way. I'm like, keep your distance, girl. But she's like, yeah, the hot husband, he's out there playing catch with your kids right now you have your law firm like all the things that she admires and I realized like you know what we do have a good life like we have a normal life in the sense that we have our ups and downs like everybody else but we really do have the life that we set out to have yeah we're lucky we're blessed all of those things but we did also chart out our path and go after it we were taking a risk because we were walking away from a regular job where we were getting steady paychecks and so when we were doing this we wanted to make sure that we weren't just going to be changing locations and repeating the same circumstances. We really needed to change the circumstances so we could have the quality of life that we wanted for our family. And so what that meant is we needed to probably change our practice areas because doing litigation, being city attorneys, those really weren't conducive to the lifestyle that we wanted from a family standpoint. So that's why we chose a practice area of estate planning where it offers a lot more flexibility and control over our schedule, and we're not having to go to court all of the time. We also wanted to make sure to maximize that flexibility that we owned our own firm, because that meant that over time, we would be able to hire other people who could fill in our role when we weren't there. So it allow us to be able to go on vacations, go and participate in the kids' sports, go to their activities without our clients not getting the full service that they need. What I want to drive home too is we had to stop making our decisions based on our current circumstances and start making them based on what we want. Right. And that's really what we counsel clients at the law firm to do is for the most part, I feel like when people come in to see us, when you ask them why they're there, they immediately launch into their problem or predicament. They don't start typically with what they ultimately want. And so I think that's the big mind shift that we help people make is to step out of their circumstances for a minute and say, well, what is it that you want versus like what your limitations are? It's getting them to think a little bit more broadly and to for a second put all those limitations aside and all the reasons why they shouldn't do something and just think for a moment what they really, really want. Right. And then to go and get that, you know, being more like the little kid where it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter how much time it will take, how much it will cost. They just know, I want this. And they will hound you to death. I mean, it's incredible. Their fortitude. Half of me is annoyed because I'm like, geez, just stop it. But in the other half, it's like, well, okay, you're getting what you want. It's, yeah. I know for our clients, that is definitely something we help them get into. And that's for you know everybody listening to the podcast. Whatever it is, that's on your mind. We want you to not think about your circumstances and limitations and to start thinking about what you really want. And we're going to share a little quick step at the end, an exercise you can do at home that's really easy that will help you do that. But it is getting out of our circumstance. And I know for me, we, these are things that they don't teach you in law school, right? But we, we learned it along the way. And I think for me, when I kind of learned this concept of getting out of your circumstances and thinking about what you really want, it's actually when... I wanted to move out of my first home in the Central Valley. I had lived in Bakersfield for a few years after law school, which I'm from Orange County, but I had I was up there. And 
before you even came to the firm because Josh and I actually met at our first law firm. So I think this was right around the time we met, maybe right before, but I owned this little downtown home and I needed to move. I had just gone through like a big life change and I needed to move. But my real estate agent at the time, she asked me where I wanted to live, where I wanted to move to. And I told her I wanted to move to the country club in Bakersfield, Seven Oaks. And I said, oh, you know, I would love to move there because, I mean, that's a good neighborhood. It's really nice. Oh, it's a great neighborhood. We have tons yeah. of friends who live there. It's, yeah. It's great. But I still remember she paused. And I don't know if it's because she's from L.A. or what, but there was a long pause. And she said, so you're telling me out of all the places in the world, your dream home is in the country club in Bakersfield. And I laughed and I was like, well, no, I'm like, if it, I can move anywhere in the world, I'd move to Newport Beach. And, you know, for you guys listening, Newport is, and it's awesome. It's beautiful. Hopefully you have a chance to visit. And that's actually where we live now. It was near where I grew up. I grew up in a more middle-class area, a few miles from here, but Newport was where I always wanted to live as a kid. It's like, oh, if I could live in Newport, right? And that was always my dream area. But I mean, that was something where I never even thought I could move here. And I was comfortable in Bakersfield. We were at a great law firm there. Anyway, I just, I didn't even think that that was a possibility. And when she said that, I realized, well, yeah, I would love to move to Newport. But then she said something that was really kind of life-changing. She said, well, then all decisions you make going forward should lead to Newport. And that was one of those pivotal moments where I realized, wow, I need to start thinking about what I really want. And then I need to figure out how to get it. And I need to make all of my decisions going forward geared towards what I want. And we did move to Newport. Obviously, we met at our law firm and we ended up getting married kind of fast. Not so fast. Like nobody thought I was pregnant at the wedding, but it was no. fast. <laughs> it was. And I wasn't pregnant at the wedding, but we got married like a year after we started dating. Yeah, a little over. Or 13 months or yeah, something about like that. Yeah, 13 months after we started yeah, dating. Yeah, and I knew a couple months before that when you worked in the office. That's a whole nother podcast episode. But anyway, we got married and then we ended up moving down to Newport. You know, eventually we did make it to Newport because I changed my goal. And I never did move to the country club because that wasn't going to help me move down here to Newport. For me, this is where we were meant to be. It's not just where I wanted to be, but it's where I feel like I was meant to be. So before you make a big decision, step back and think, what do you really want? What would the dream be? And then gear your decisions to get it. And that's a point we're going to talk about a lot on the show because we're going to help you identify what you want in life. But then we're not just going to leave you with like, yay, go get them. We're going to actually show you how to get it and chart out the path the same way we do for our clients at the law firm. We're going to actually lay out the steps for you on how to do it. And I think that's one of the cool things about what we do is it's not just helping people figure out what they want. It's actually then helping them figure out how to get there. For a lot of people, inaction is because they don't know how to get there. We can get really excited and feel really motivated to do something. But then when we sit down and think about, okay, well, how do we get there? Because I've never done this before, we get stuck. So one of the things that we're really good at is not only kind of creating that vision and that motivation, but then holding your hand to the steps it takes to actually get there. Because we've done it for ourselves, we've done it for our clients, we've done it for our family, for our friends. That's kind of what people come to us for to implement. I think one of the biggest challenges I see with people when they go to make decisions, and I mean, I'm a human and Josh is obviously human, so we get caught up in this too, but... I'm obviously more human, but... <laughs> is... 
<laughs> well, I mean, right, come on. So many times when people come to us, they're, they are emotional about it. Once your emotions, it's like that movie Venom. I thought like the stupidest movie. We watched it with our kids the other night, but you know, it's like dumb and I was paying half attention, but there's some guy and he gets- Probably because you were paying half attention. But he okay. was getting some kind of alien venom in him that makes him crazy, but- Where are you going with this? I'm trying to say that's how we are when we're emotional. We're like venom. We have like venom in us, right? And okay. then we're not thinking normal and we destroy things. You're using an analogy of a show that you have to watch. Come on, you have much better <laughs> analogies than that. You're like the queen of analogies. <laughs> I think maybe people have seen Venom and that's what's on my mind. I've been thinking about Venom lately. <laughs> but anyway, so it's like they're very emotional, right? And they're not thinking straight. I would say that is one of the main reasons people make terrible decisions. Yeah. Because they're not thinking about what they really want. They're thinking emotionally. No, I mean, I can think of a perfect example. When we were living in, one of, in our first house down here at Newport, we were renting, and we had a landlord that you did not like at all. And so I think we can all relate to this. I still don't like her. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know felt, why. I feel so bad. You don't know why. Do well, we, we need a recap? we own a beautiful house. Like, I mean, there's no reason to like hold a grudge against her. But anyways. This was not like a we didn't get along. She would threaten us constantly not to renew the lease never wanted to do anything do you remember the carpet that we had to pay for lord i wasn't a huge fan of her either but i just remember we had been there for a while always this kind of back and forth of uncertainty of you know will she renew is she gonna fix something or is she and gonna raise the rent it was raise constantly the rent. well she fixed the stuff that we wanted yeah it was you know it was, it was just not a great situation but renting. it was very functional for us the rent wasn't that expensive we got to live a block from where we work and it was in a beautiful neighborhood our kids got to go to a great school i mean there's really good things about it, which is why we continue to stay. One thing that was awful about it, though, the landlord would not change the carpet, and it was old and dingy and whatever. The mold? And, yeah, there was some awful- The rats? Sweetie, the list could go on. Let's- <laughs> well, Now it's making me mad. I'm thinking about the injustice. Okay. All right, go on. In any event, I said, okay, look, we're staying here, so we might as well put some money into it. We'll just fix the carpet. And like a month later after we did that, the landlord sent us a notice saying that she was going to kick us out. Do you remember? She came and said, oh, you fixed the flooring. Oh, that's too bad because I was just about to tell you, you guys need to get out. And I, there was almost a crime scene. Laura then, rightfully so, was very upset, to say the least. And I was upset too. At the same time, though, I knew I was like, look, we have to think about what do we really want? Because if we let emotion take control, we're going to lose this house. And now we're going to be even a worse bind. Do you want to go to war with her or do you want to stay in the house? And Laura's response is, well, I want to be able to stay here. Ugh. And so when the landlord said, was trying to you know, pull the rug from under her feet. Well, and to increase the rent. That's what she did. It's like you have to get out or you have to pay. Remember, she wanted to increase the rent like some crazy amount. We were good tenants. We always paid the rent. We kept the place immaculate. We were like ideal tenants. And so, you know, we had some leverage there too by staying even kill and not calling the landlord names and getting into a war. We were actually able to negotiate a fairly decent renewal rate. Yeah. We were able to stay in there. At that time then, we were able to really plan things out. And a few years later, a year later, I forget what it was. It was like a year later where we like, we identified our the house that we ended up buying, which is in our neighborhood. It was like a few streets over our kids didn't have to change schools and it, we love our house our house is amazing so just like all roads needed to lead to newport when we were leaving bakersfield all of the roads going forward needed to lead to our dream house in our neighborhood and i mean this is something like with our clients they come in a lot of times it is emotional i mean our clients are dealing with things from someone's just died somebody's like very sick 
someone just got divorced, someone's getting sued. I mean, these guys that come to us, they're going through really hard times and like they're emotional and rightfully so. In fact, the people who come in and aren't emotional in those circumstances, I think something's wrong with them. You know, one of our main jobs here is to help them get out of their emotions a little bit and help them think long-term. That's when good decisions are made. One of the things that we're gonna do is give you quick steps each week that you can do from home or wherever. And these are simple things that you can do that are gonna make a huge difference in helping you get to wherever you are meant to be. The one we wanna focus on this week obviously is on how to make great decisions. So we do this ourselves and we tell our clients to do it and friends. Whatever it is that you are at a crossroads on, take a step back for a minute Get out a blank piece of paper, and what you're going to do is you're going to write at the top, if life were perfect, write down what your life would look like if it were perfect. Where would you be living? What would you be doing? How would you feel? Who would you surround yourself with? Where would you work? What would your schedule be? Who would be in your life? Who would be out of your life? What changes would you make? This is your chance to really write out what you want your future to look like. And I'm going to give you my two cents because your list is going to be obviously different than mine. And you're going to be redoing your list as time goes on. But one of the things I do want to pass on that I've seen with my clients, because you have to know, we work with clients who some of them are at the end of their life, like many of them. We're learning a lot about what matters. And I guarantee you, if they were to tell you what to put on your list, it would be things that last. Relationships, careers, their faith. So many of them wish they just spent more time with the people that they love. So when you go to make your list, Put down the stuff that matters. It's real easy to make a list that just says, you know, big house, Tesla, and a big paycheck. But, that's that's my current <laughs> list. <but laughs> you know, I love that list. Money can come and go, but when you build stuff with a strong foundation that's going to last and really lead you to who you are meant to be, that's kind of the mindset that you need to be in. So this is a very powerful exercise to help you get in the zone and really think about who you're meant to become and what kind of life you want to have. Then once you have that list, that's your roadmap for going forward. And just like my agent said, all decisions lead to Newport. Well, in your life, all decisions need to lead to this list. So if on your list, it says that you want to be moving back to your hometown, well, then don't go lease an apartment where you're currently at. Figure out what's the path to go home. Or if, if it's on that list that you always dreamed about starting a business, you know, don't quit your job tomorrow, of course, but chart it out. What's great about this process is it's something that can work at any stage in life. One of the most rewarding things that I do, I was just thinking about, is when I coach. So one of the great things I get to do as a coach is just tell them yes, is that you can do it and just give them that encouragement, but then give them the tools to get there. We go through that same vision process for little kids as we do for adults. And doesn't matter what stage of life they're at, this process works. One of the things with this whole list of if life were perfect, I actually use that to meet Josh. Before I met Josh, I wasn't dating. It wasn't because I was in a coma, but I, I had taken time off from dating. 
and I was getting ready to start dating again. And before I got out there, I wanted to be really careful about who I met and got involved with. And I was really looking for somebody that was going to be my lifelong partner. And so I took out a blank piece of paper one night and did exactly this. I wrote, if life were perfect, and I wrote out what kind of guy I wanted to meet. And I didn't put anything shallow, although I definitely, of course, wanted you to be rich and handsome, which you are. But I, I wrote down things that I knew I really wanted in the end with a life partner. And I, I, I wanted you to be well-educated and I wanted to meet someone that came from a great family. I, I wanted someone that would be a great father. And so those things were important to me and I wrote it down. And what was so great about that is, you know, we worked together and I did not love you at first sight. Like you were my coworker, right? But once I realized very quickly as I got to know you that you were the guy on the list. Next time we're in a fight, I hope you pull out that list. Oh my gosh, I do. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Yeah, and I'll never forget, Sarah. My sister, do you remember at the wedding when she brought that up in her toast? Oh yeah, I wasn't sure who loved me more at the time, you or your sister. <laughs> I still remember your friends asking, hey, you got to beat the sister-in-law off with the bat too or what? My sister loves Josh. She, I was like mortified, but she told everybody at the wedding that I had written this list and how she and my other sister would make fun of me because I had this list. They thought I was such an A-type. And I remember her saying, and then Laura brought home Josh and we were like, check, check, check. Everything I said I wanted on the list, you brought to the table. And of course, there was that other factor we had to fall in love. So luckily that happened. But having a list, you need to be able to look at it as you're making decisions so you can make sure that it always aligns with what you really want. And having in your head is, it's, it's a good starting point, but you really need to write it down. When you're in the thickest stuff, it is so great to be able to pull out something tangible and remind yourself, no, this is what I really want. You know, we hope this is helpful for you, this technique of just taking a step back from your circumstances and thinking about what it is that you really want and using this technique of using a blank piece of paper to write down what you want, if life were perfect, using that as a roadmap. And we need you to do that because if you do that, you're going to just love the rest of the content you're going to get in the future episodes because then we're going to backfill for you and show you how to get it. And it's funny because your goals might be different than someone else's, but how you get there is going to be similar. It's the same practices and principles um, that we'll cover that are going to help you. And I think next week we're going to cover budgeting and that's going to be great because no matter what your goal is, you're going to need to get control of your finances. So whether you're currently struggling and broke or whether you have a hundred million dollars, it, well, it obviously one's nice. Um, so it does matter, but we're going to be able to help you use your financial situation in a way where you take control and use it to get to where you want to be. If you want a little bit more guidance, go to our website, if lifeworeperfect.com, sign up to get the quick step right in your inbox because you're probably driving or at the gym or wherever you are right now. So it might be hard to like take all this in. So just go ahead and sign up at ifliferperfect.com for that quick step and you can get it right in your inbox and you'll be able to have a little bit more guidance on how to fill out this sheet. And then we wanna know how it goes. So if you have a question or you wanna bounce something off of us, just submit your question at ifliferperfect.com and just know like with us, 
we are never going to judge you or anything like that. So whatever's on your mind, you can totally share with us. We've heard, oh my gosh, you cannot be the worst. So don't, don't worry. We have a saying at our firm, you know, we're in the boat together. So we're here to help support you and give you confidence, encouragement, and guidance. We want to be your biggest fan, cheering you on and being excited with you. Yeah. And I think that's the best part of our jobs is when we see people on the other side. It is so cool. If you have any friends that are interested in this topic or who you think could use a little guidance, maybe they're at a crossroads or they have a problem they're dealing with, share this with them, send them a text or let them know about the podcast. Hopefully this episode too will help them get kind of control of their future and figure out what they really want. Just tell them to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And then also if you go to flyforperfect.com, you could subscribe through there. Thanks for listening to If Life Were Perfect. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And then make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the quick steps that we're giving to you and tell your friends so they don't miss out either.